Welcome to the Go Big Betcast with Dave, Boomer, Producer Skip, and Redcast Rob. Welcome to the Go Big Betcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Boomer. All right, looking forward to another BetCast. We're all excited to break down Saturday's action with the return of a preseason NHL. And uh, on Sunday, we'll get our first look at the Canucks and Seattle Kraken. So ready for those picks, everyone. And wait, no, oh, wrong game. Oh, crap. So, <laughs> wrong, what did I study for? Wrong no. BetCast, Boomer. Uh, that's all right, though. I'm looking forward to that breakdown of the Kraken, which is a great name. Um, all right, also with RedCast Rob. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. All right. Apparently, Redcast Rob had a great week. Uh, not as good of a week as producer Skip, who is a new father uh, and not joining us this week. But I'm sure he'll be back, I don't know, sometime in the next few years, I guess. I don't know when that's going to happen. But um, we'll get producer Skip back on. We do have uh, a bet or two from from him, uh, guys, you know, last week, kind of up and down week for me a little bit. I, I hit a few, you know, I had the uh, UCF Louisville over, uh, hit that one right off the bat, uh, Alabama first half. Um, so there, there's ones out there. I think I uh, was up maybe about a, hmm, about a unit, I think, by the end of the week, uh, end of the week. But, you know, you, you win some, you lose some. Uh, looking forward to a, a Big Ten slate with 10 different Big Ten games this week. And including uh, the big matchup between the Huskers and the Spartans. We'll probably hit that last. It's kind of like the Big Ten game of the week, in my opinion. Um, but uh, let's get started. Hey, guys. Sounds good to me, Dave. I, I like it. I'm, I'm actually out here, uh, you know, I, I, with my intro, all I do is win, 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 you know. So there's a, there's a few games that I'm looking forward to talking to here and a few teams that, you know, for the last couple of years have pretty much gotten me to the bank every single Saturday. So, so. you're telling me you're going to go to the well this, this Saturday, huh? Oh, Rob? absolutely, man. You know, I've been leading my own horse to water and taught it to drink like two years ago. And, man, <laughs> let me tell you, there's no dehydration going on on this side of the fence. All right, that sounds good. Let's hit those Big Ten games then. Let's uh, start off with the uh, big noon kickoff. Uh, Fox has Notre Dame coming to Wisconsin. Well, not really, right, Boomer? Uh, this game is being played at Soldier Field. So the Fighting Irish and the Badgers in Chicago. Uh, whiskey right now at six and a half point favorites. Um, nice little number there, just under a touchdown um over under at 46 anybody excited about this one well i'm excited to watch it i don't think i would do anything with it i just don't have enough on know enough about wisconsin yet this year you just really have that one game against penn state that they should have won but you know had red zone trouble in the whole thing and kind of blew it and then and a game against what uh, Eastern Michigan, one of the directional Michigan. Yeah, so that like is, that. and then a, that a week off. So you just don't have a whole lot to go on. And they're playing their old quarterback, so who knows how that shakes out. And Notre Dame's look kind of iffy. So I, I don't have a good read on either of these teams yet. So I, I wouldn't get too excited about that one way or the other. Well, I'm going to take the exact opposite approach than you are, Boomer. Um, I actually have seen enough of Notre Dame to know that I would be going with Wisconsin the entire way. They're getting a six and a half point uh, spread here so far. That's at least what I'm looking at. Um, you know, and Notre Dame, Notre Dame is is decent offensively. 
But um, surprisingly, Wisconsin is averaging more yards per game by almost uh, 40 yards per game here. Um, and their defense is like number three in the nation right now. And they've only been allowing about 200 yards total offense per game. So um, it'll be interesting to see because Notre Dame is has seems to be one of those teams that um, has zero consistency. And if we can count on anything with Wisconsin, it's consistency on the defensive side of the ball, which generates some, uh, some really good offense in the long run. So, um, I'm, I'm taking Wisconsin. Um, I know that they are technically the home game. It's a neutral field. It's soldier field. Um, you know, but I just, I just see Wisconsin taking this one at least by a touchdown. You know, Rob, I'm going to fight you on this one. I'm going to take that six and a half points. I might actually buy it to seven or seven and a half, but I mean, I can see Wisconsin winning this game. I do think it's going to be probably low scoring because I just haven't seen a lot out of either one of these teams offensively to believe it's going to be anything else. I do think Wisconsin's defense is pretty good. Um, but I mean, all we have is, is the Penn state game for them to really look at. Right. And I just don't have any faith in, in Graham Mertz at this present moment. Right. And if, you're asking me, is it Jack Cohen who has a you know QBR rating of 108 or, or Mertz at, at 67? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Jack Cohen's actually the better answer there. Uh, you could argue that Wisconsin could have beat Penn State if they would have had Jack Cohen starting for him in week one. So um, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I don't think it's going to be uh, high scoring by any means. So maybe the under is another good play right at 46 oh, i agree the the under two and like i said it's only six and a half and that's only one touchdown that's why i like it um you know and and i think all of your points are extremely valid but one of the things that i've learned in my long years of experience of, of watching any football is that it always takes a while for the offenses to catch up to the defense and if you have a good defense um your team is going to be just that much better um, you know, come week three, four, five, six, sure, seven, sure. eight. Jack so. Cohen knows that defense well, though, Rob. He practices against it for several years. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I'm still taking Wisconsin. All right. All right. All right. Well, um, I want to make sure we get all the Big Ten games. I seem to have missed a Big Ten game um, the last few weeks just randomly, but I think we're going to hit them all. Uh, next one on, the, on my board is uh, Minnesota uh, taking on Bowling Green the Falcons of Bowling Green, Ohio, right, Boomer? Um, that is correct. And uh, Gophers, who uh, looked impressive out here in Boulder uh, last week, uh, blanking the Colorado Buffaloes 30 to nothing. Um, Colorado maybe just looked really bad. I don't know how good Minnesota actually looked. Um, and the spread here, 31 for Minnesota over under at 51. So it's saying something like a 41-10 type game. Uh, Boomer, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, Minnesota's clearly going to go away with this. I don't know if they're going to – they're not the type of team. I don't think it goes out there and puts up, you know, 48 points on anybody, no matter who they're playing. You know, even when they're dominating a team like Colorado, it's still just a, you know, casual 30-point affair. So, that's a lot of points, and I could see them kind of getting lackadaisical and Bowling Green maybe keeping it to about 30. So, you know, the Gophers always seem to play these kind of middling teams just kind of haphazardly. So, I, I wouldn't – go out of my way on this one either but yeah minnesota is the clear favorite and with good reasons so. yeah yeah and bowling green last year was awful against the spread i, I remember reading and phil still but uh three and oh so far this year rob any thoughts i mean this will be my uh wouldn't touch it with a big 10 poll um <laughs> i think 
game of the week. I, I'm laughing because I was sitting here trying to do the math in my head and it should seem so simple. And I'm like, is that, is that right? You'd have to bet $10,000 on this game to win a hundred, I think is what I'm seeing. If you're putting, if you're putting money on, on if you're putting yeah, the money, money line, line on Minnesota, yep. you'd have to bet. That's how, that's how sure they are about this. Um, the over under 51, I would take the under personally, because I don't think Minnesota will score 51. And I don't think Bowling Green, I think Bowling Green um, maybe gets a touchdown, maybe a couple field goals. Um, I would take the under on that um, if I if I had to bet, if you told me I had to bet on something here, because the 31 points, I, I don't even know if Minnesota will put that up, but they might. I mean, they put that up against Colorado, right? And they put 30 I guess, up against Colorado. Oh, yeah, there you go. 30 on the points. road yeah. against the Power 5 team. Against a Power 5 team. Um, I, yeah, still 31 in Minnesota. I sure take the, take the over 31 or the under 51. How's that? If you, if you have to yeah. bet on this game, yeah, if someone's yeah. holding a gun to your head. I do kind of like Minnesota here. I, I, I don't know if I'll put money on it, but I, I feel a little bit better about it than you guys. I, I, Minnesota has shown that they can still run the ball, even without Mo Ibrahim. Uh, they have some depth there. It's the same experience offensive line that people were raving about before the season. And they're, they're showing that off. Um, I don't think Bowling Green is going to have much of a shot. I, I mean, you're always worried about, about a backdoor cover with any Mac game. And Minnesota didn't look great versus uh, – didn't they play Miami of Ohio earlier this year? But Correct. Um, yeah. That'd be my biggest apprehension is, is they didn't look great versus the, the Hawks there. So we'll see. Uh, all right. Um, that was is also a, a 10 a.m. kickoff. Uh, another 10 a.m. kickoff is oh boomer this is this is some of the best football you will see all year uh the ohio bobcats uh and three and struggling under uh new coach tim alban uh versus uh pat fitzgerald's fighting northwestern wildcats one and two on the year oh and three against the spread uh northwestern's favored by 14 and a half over under at 48 how far is this game going to set football back uh, dear God. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't bet on this game. It's not a principle that this is going to be awful. So <laughs> it's, it's I, you don't want to watch the game. Yeah. Anyway, I, so I would hate have to be it. interested in it at all. I mean, you can get tickets right now online for two bucks for this game. If you happen to be in Chicago and have nothing better to do and want to gift your enemy something. So yeah, making anyone watch this game, just punishment enough. I, I just, yeah, nothing to do with that at all. So you'd have to pay me $2 to go to the game. Boomer. Exactly. Yeah. Rob. Well, I'm going to keep my $2. Um, I'm going to keep and your my, three hours of time hopefully. and my three hours of time. Um, I'm actually going to be laid up for the entire weekend in bed this weekend. Um, you know, having a minor procedure to help the rest of the world no longer uh, populate with Steinbergs in this world. So we do not need more Rob. Uh, oh, don't worry. We do not need any more. I've got four kids already and that is far more than enough. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm going to have the remote in my hand, nobody bothering me all weekend, bag of peas in my lap. And I swear to God, I promise you, I will not turn this game on. Um, that's all right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a strong statement. I don't know if we need to spend much more time. Um, well, let's go to maybe something that's a little bit more appetizing, maybe just for the historical context. Uh, Boomer, we have the Fighting Illini trying to get off to Snyder here. They lost to Maryland last Friday, 20-17. to 17. They've lost three in a row after the miraculous victory against the Huskers. Uh, going to West Lafayette to take on the Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue a favored by 11 
over under at 53 and a half. Uh, these guys play for something, right? Boomer, what is it? Yeah, they play for a Purdue Cannon and and dignity, I guess. You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, not a game I'm particularly excited by. They're just not teams that are much fun really to watch ever. And Illinois is just just awful to watch. I mean, I'm I'm not sure they could even beat a Power Five team this season. Oh wait, wait um, a second. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Despite that, yeah, they they have not looked good in their in their follow up game since then. Purdue has flashes. I I don't know, but you can't really ever trust them either. So, I can see this being about a ten point game or a ten point win for Purdue. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's what Vegas is telling us, right? And uh, yeah, well, I mean the question here is why is it the Purdue cannon? I mean, how's Illinois? You know, it seems like uh, they're they're getting the, the short. Well, end Purdue of probably made. They're an engineering school. They're they're better trusted to man, to manufacture something of that. That's probably that nature true. In Illinois. Yeah. If this was the Marvel Universe, Illinois would never be canon. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm sure some of our listeners do. So thanks, Rob. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, oh, all right. I should um, I should also add um, I will take Illinois with the points and um, I would take the under. All right. So you're thinking thinking the final line I at least will make this a close game. Keep it within the eleven. All right. Well, yeah, it's like watching the two midgets in the bar fight. Um, you know, uh, it's Some all here for come- entertainment and and you know you you really don't care who wins. Some of it comes down to David Bell, uh, the best best player in the on field probably. Um, who has in uh, concussion protocol. If he's playing, Purdue's probably a little more explosive. Um, yeah, we'll see. Well, here I mean, you go, you're a Broncos fan. How do you lose with a guy named Jake Plummer, at quarterback? <laughs> it's Jack Plummer. Oh, geez, yep. my bad. I'm so uh, sorry. Yeah. And uh, Dave, the uh, history of the Purdue cannon, it uh, actually began in 1905 when uh, some Purdue students took a cannon to Champaign in, in anticipation of firing it to celebrating a Purdue victory. Uh, however, some Illinois supporters found it like hidden in a field beforehand and stole it and then kept it in a farmhouse for a while. And then they decided to use it as a trophy sometime in 1943. And that's kind of when it, you know, if that happened there, so. any earlier, I'd be more concerned that it was like, you know, on the breach of some sort of like, you know, civil conflict going on. Yeah, getting close from 1905 and the career. Okay. Yeah. So. Wow. All right. That's good stuff. Uh, always here for a history lesson. Uh, all right, let's uh, turn our attention to Iowa, who is hosting producer Skip's dear old Colorado State Rams, who did get their uh, first victory of the the week. So I'm presuming Skip's uh, high on the Rams, probably thinking they're going to cover this, right, Boomer? Yeah, this is one of uh, Skip's picks of the week. Uh, he's been kind of busy, you know, pre- you know, predisposed with a few things. You know, soon he'll learn, you know, the price of diapers and things, and have to get back to this, but. Uh, that's okay. He's this is uh, his his pick of the week. However, he says take Iowa at minus twenty two and a half. Uh, quoting him, uh, the CSU win was a sham. They somehow won a game without even scoring an offensive touchdown. They had one yes one total receiving yard from someone other than their uh, draft prospect tight end. Quarterback had a forty percent completion rate. There were four seventeen on third downs. Iowa's going to punish somebody like that. So he says go Iowa. So thirty eight to ten is how he's got it. So. All right. Well, I, I couldn't break it down even any any better than that. Uh, that's if uh, anybody was thinking about taking the Rams, uh, producer Skip has just convinced them otherwise. Unless uh, Rob, uh, you... I actually was looking at this game and I was thinking to myself, this might be the second Colorado FBS team to be shut out in as many weeks. 
Sure, I can see that. Yeah, that's, that's I, not, well, you could have Colorado getting shut out again too. Actually, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> yeah. a little bit. That's right. They are playing. Yeah. They are playing Arizona State. We can talk about that one later. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, I, God, this pains me to say it. I, I'm gonna. I was the real deal right now. Uh, I think they are good, uh, and they, they, hey, to some of our listeners' credits, might be better than the eight and four that I, I pegged them at. But um, you know, they are. You know, they're not that uh, proficient on offense, um, very uh, opportunistic on defense, which is a you know trait of a good Iowa defense. Um, can they keep it up? I think they will this week, that's for certain. Uh, but, you know, they've got Penn State coming up uh, soon. And, and so we'll, we'll see where how where Iowa's at once they actually really get into, into Big Ten play. I think. Yeah, and it's funny you say that, too, because they are averaging 30 points a game, you know. So it's like their offense – isn't that good, but 30 points a game is 30 points a game. I don't care. What yeah, level, no, they're what pretty, they, running, they, right. So they get short fields. They get that. That's sixes, true. Cause they're only getting scores. 300 yards a game. Right. Like, so yeah. it's like, it's weird. What is that Dave to your, is that like, that's like 10 yards per point or something? Very efficient. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Point. That's like an Alabama type number. If they keep that up. That's, that's a great YPP. You, you win a lot of football games doing that. You're right. You're right. That'll probably correct itself eventually, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a Dave number right there. So it's, absolutely. It's, yeah. Numbers All right. don't lie. And the numbers don't lie. That's true. All right. Uh, moving on uh, another afternoon game uh, East coast. Uh, Kent State, who gave Iowa a little bit of trouble, at least in the first half, um, against uh, the Fighting Terrapins of Maryland. Uh, Terps favored by 15. Over-under is up to 70. That's been rising. Uh, that is a huge over-under, especially for any Big Ten team. I do think there, there could be plenty of points scored here, but, I mean, Kent State did kind of keep Iowa in check quite a bit last week. I think Kent State has a pretty good secondary, which is what Maryland's going to test it because they have some really talented uh, wideouts. Uh, so it could be an interesting game to watch compared to some of these other games we've talked about. Uh, Rob, you, you got a, a take on this one? I do. I like. I do like Maryland like this. I do like him at the at the minus fifteen with taken. I might buy it down to something a little bit lower, like around like minus fourteen or something, just for the opportunity to push. Mm-hmm. Although I do think that they're capable of beating them by three scores. Um, you know, because maybe in the beginning, Kent State keeps it close, like you said, because of the secondary. But in the second half, um, you know, I think Maryland will end up being able to overcome that. Um, Tua, or is it Tua? No, Tagliavoa. I, I, yeah, you got the last name. Correct. I got the the last name correct. He's the one who's not. He's the one not. Tua's younger right brother. Now. Yeah, Tua's yeah. younger brother. There we go. He's the one not injured right now. Um, the. Uh, I mean, 500 yards of offense a game, um, you know, he's good on his feet. So even if the secondary is good at covering the receivers, what's going to happen with that? Oh, he breaks open for a few runs. He ends up very Adrian Martinez like numbers with like 19, 20 carries. It's so I like Maryland point. in this game. So, you know, it's, it's uh, I've watched them a couple of times. They're a fun team to watch. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah. it's Maryland. So that's very different than Iowa, for example. That's a really good point. I mean, we can say, well, Kent State looked pretty decent versus Iowa, um, but Maryland might have more talent in the wide receiver position with a mobile quarterback that might might be moving out of the pocket and, and posing a different threat. Boomer, uh, any thoughts? Yeah, the one I'd be tempted on that game is taking that under because that's just a lot of points. I mean, Kent State's played three games, two against you know power five teams. They've managed – 
10 points against AM and seven against Iowa. Granted, those defenses are way better than anything. Maryland is probably going to put on the field, but I just don't think they're going to be able to score all that much. And then you're kind of yeah. Maryland to do a lot of heavy lifting to put them over that edge. And yeah, probably, yeah, I'd, I'd be more inclined to bet an under in that game. That spread at 70. So Absolutely. just my take. That's a lot. So. Yeah. I'm, I'd go unders uh, on this as well. It's probably, probably the safest bet I would guess. All right. Um, Hey, by the way, Boomer, can you look up really quick who Maryland plays next week? Because Maryland is 3-0, and obviously got some momentum there, trying to build towards uh, something. Who, who are they playing next week? Well, uh, Friday, October 1st, they, Iowa goes to uh, Maryland. Yeah. So there you go. Be interesting, yep. So. I, that could be a look ahead, I guess, is my point. It is, Maryland yeah. might be thinking, hey, Iowa's coming to town, fifth-ranked team in the country. Oh, let's not worry about Kent State. So, I mean, if you want to make a case for – for Kent State keeping this close, Maryland might be. Or I guess you could take focused. the approach that Maryland, you know, Iowa just playing Kent State. Maryland wants to, you know, see how they perform against the same foe, use it as measuring sticks. So who knows? Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Another reason I'm going to stay away from the spread and, and might look at the under. All right, guys. Um, interesting one here between two undefeated teams. Uh, Rutgers, Greg Schiano, Scarlet Knights coming into the big house. Michigan now ranked 19th and and – the Wolverines favor by 20 and a half, but the over-under is only at 49 and a half. Wow. Uh, that could be interesting. Uh, Rob, you thinking uh, one of these two teams is the real deal? I do. I think Michigan's the real deal this year. Um, their, their offense has just been nothing but explosive. Uh, over 500 yards a game that they've been uh, averaging. Their third down conversions is one of the most impressive numbers that I've seen out of them. It's like 51% third down conversions, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, and 47 points a game. Um, I will say this, and I said this last week, this was another one of my calls where I said, look, look, you know, take the over on the Michigan game because Michigan's going to cover most of the points on that themselves. And they did. They actually covered the entire, the entire points by themselves. I think the the over under was 63 and they like beat that by a lot. So I think, what was it? They scored 60. I I think they scored 63. Was it 64 points they scored or something? I thought the, Um, I thought the spread was just under that act or the over under was like 56 or something like that. And they, they hit 63. Not really. Point is, the point is, is, yeah, they hit 63 and the over under was like 61 or something like that. I think it was, but point is they covered it on their own. I'm, I think they're going to cover most of this on their own this week. Take the over of 49 and a half is what I'm, I'm looking at right now. Um, Michigan by 20 and a half points. Oh man, that's that this spread right here kind of reminds me of the Nebraska, Oklahoma with the, with the, like the 21, 22 points that it was at where, I don't think Michigan gets that many. I think Rutgers is better than we're giving them credit for, but I still, I think they keep it within 20 and a half, but I definitely would think that take the over 49 and a half. I like the over. All right. Boomer. Uh, Just uh, throwing your favorite stat out there, Dave, uh, yards per point. Uh, Can you tell me who the current number one team in NCAA football is with the fewest yards per point? Uh, I'll go Michigan. No, it's actually Rutgers. So wow. they are 7.2 yards per point. Uh, so almost a full yard better than the number two team, Wyoming. So they are far and away, you know, the most efficient at that. Michigan's actually 11 yards per point. So they're pretty solid as well. That's pretty good. Yeah. Rutgers, yeah, Rutgers. Is, yeah, they're a turnover generating machine. They're, they're leading the nation in that stat too. They're plus three and a half in the turnover margin per game. So that's yeah. 
that's quality. If they can keep that up, they're in this. I don't know if they'll be able to keep that up. I don't think Michigan's turned the ball over once this year. So Ooh. that's what it's, yeah, that's what it's going to come down to is can Rutgers generate some of those turnovers like they have been, um, you know, if you're plus three and a half in any game, you're staying a fine chance of winning just about any yeah. time. So that's unless a great we play Rutgers, but uh, uh, like last year, but uh, yeah, um, I just don't think they'll be able to keep that up in this game. Michigan's look pretty, pretty solid and not, you know, risking the ball with, bad passes and they're getting a good running game. So I think Michigan is the right team favored in this, but I'm looking for a salty Rutgers performance here. Just out of, just for fun. So. so that's a, that's a really great stat there. So when you, you said the Rutgers is averaging three and a half turnovers game per game. That's their turnover margin per game. Yeah. They're plus and three and a Michigan half. has not had a turnover all year. That's yeah, I believe so. Yeah. They wow. turn the ball over once. So that's, I know Rutgers had a whole bunch uh, of turnovers they they gained from that that opening weekend against Temple where they just routed Temple and they got the short field over and over again. So that's how they really started off really well on that that yards per point statistic. Um, so that's really interesting. I, I think that's a that's a you know will be indicative of how this game goes is uh, where the turnovers lie. Yeah, actually, neither but, teams turned the ball over this year. Michigan or Rutgers. So but what is that? Go. What is that saying? The immovable object or meets the yeah, unstoppable the, force? Is that irresistible that, force? Yep, irresistible, irresistible force. force the immovable object. Yep. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, Boomer's yeah. the Boomer's the cliche guy. So we'll we'll let him do it. Uh, all right. Well, um, that'll be a good one. So the last one before we get to Nebraska and Michigan State is the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, taking on non-conference MACFO Akron uh, in their home state of Ohio there. Uh, Buckeyes favored by 49 and a half. Is about <laughs> as big of a number as you get before they start taking that thing off the board. Uh, over under at 68. Anybody excited about that? No silence. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I took Ohio state. I was going to, I didn't take them, but I talked about Ohio, taking Ohio state with the, the number of like 24 last week or something like that. It, 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 yeah. Ohio state's just not clicking, um, not no. playing well right now. Um, so, I mean, this could be a nice bounce back game, get right scenario before they head into big 10 play here. Um, but boy, I, I don't know if I, I would want to touch touch this one. So well, this is, is coming where... off a big win over the Bryant Bulldogs. So don't don't forget that. Well, this is this is the week where I kind of wish Nebraska got Ohio State right, like the way that they played against Oklahoma with the, with their defense. You know, it'd sure. almost be fun to see how they could, you know, attack that that freshman. I almost called him a rookie quarterback, the freshman quarterback. They're the new quarterback for Ohio State. So, um, yep. yeah, I. I don't know anything about this game. I mean, do you take the over I, uh, 68 points again? That that kind of gets up there with that 70 points. It's that's a tough number to touch because even if Ohio State puts up 45, um, I don't think Akron's going to come anywhere putting up 35 points on the board, right? So take no. the under of the 68. Stay away from the stay away from the spread on this. Boomer. Yeah, I'd probably do the same on that. I, I don't see Akron scoring a whole lot. I don't think they're you know going to test Ohio state quite as much as last week. So, and they've been just miserable against the, the uh, FCS teams they've played. Like I said, they're, they're just, they're only went so far as against uh Bryant Bulldogs. So yeah. <laughs> Bryant Bulldogs. Wow. Yes. And I'll give you a quarter if you can name what state Bryant is from. I'm going to go Pennsylvania. 
Rob, you got a guess? Indiana. Oh, good guesses, but Rhode Island. We were looking for Rhode Island. So uh, Rhode Smithfield. Island. Yep. Is that even a state? Not really. No. Okay. I, we're, we're just we're just humorous. Isn't it like so. a county? It's basically larger yeah. than Rhode Island. That is true. Weld County, Colorado, where I live, is larger oh. than Rhode Island. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, oh, I, 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 I there's I was gonna miss one, guys. Yeah, I was, I was about to it. call you out to I tell you because you did it. say one last game, and and you know, Dave, don't forget about Indiana and Western Kentucky because this is my game of the week. Game of the week, though. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about these teams. Bounce so back now. I think both of us won on taking Cincinnati over Indiana last. We did, week, right? Ron? We did. Yeah, that was actually one of that was one of my uh, best bets last week yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, now the Hoosiers and, got off to a good start there, but they did could not sustain it. Yeah, and Cincinnati, um, you know, I think my least favorite thing listening to them and what the biggest problem I think with college football right now is Cincinnati's ranked. Um, inside the top 10 right now. I think they were sitting at number eight playing Indiana. They're beating Indiana handily at the end of the game there, even though they kind of struggled on offense a little bit to start the game, they got it together. And um, I think they were in Indiana. So, you know, it's on the road. And so that sort of thing can happen to a team, especially a team like Cincinnati. But all these announcers could talk about was, oh, is Cincinnati, Cincinnati, even if they beat Notre Dame, they're still going to have a hard time getting into the college football playoffs. Even if they're undefeated, they're going to have a hard time. And that, anyway, let's let's move on because that's that's the sort of thing. But yeah, I, ah, man. Let's talk about Indiana versus Western Kentucky, which Boomer, uh, Western Kentucky is actually in Bowling Green, Kentucky, right? That is correct. Yeah, it's a Bowling Green of Palooza for the Big Ten this week. So <laughs> Minnesota right. facing Bowling Green, and now which nice. which which city was named after which city there, Boomer? Well, uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky was first, and uh, Bowling Green, Ohio was actually named after Bowling Green, Kentucky. It was a uh, named by a retired postal worker who had once delivered mail there. So <laughs> the city vote came down to either Bowling Green or current residence for the name of the Ohio town. So <laughs> I, th- I think they made the right choice. So. <laughs> It does sound a little more pleasant. I, I it does, yeah. It rolls off the tongue a little better. So, did the guy have like a train set in his garage of Bowling Green, Kentucky, and he oh, you know, put it together? Yeah. And then the city planners, which Dave, you know a lot about those. You know, he he like you know planned it out to look like Bowling Green, Kentucky, or something. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Uh, I thought Boomer would know a little bit more about it. So. Really well done grid system. All right, well, uh, let's talk about football. <laughs> instead but um it is uh, kind of funny that there's two bowling greens uh in play here the on the big 10 slate uh the hoosiers are actually playing in bowling green that's the really interesting thing uh western kentucky uh are at home is a nine point dog to indiana and the over under is at 64 uh seems like a game that the hoosiers could bounce back on but i don't think western kentucky is a, a slouch of a program uh, Boomer, you have a have thoughts on this one? Yeah, I don't know much about the Hilltoppers. They, I think they've only played two games so far this year. Uh, beat Tennessee Martin up pretty good, and we're pretty competitive against Army. So you know, it's not a slouch. Uh, Indiana's just looked off so far this year. You know, Penix has not looked like he had been. So, yep, this is a game. I you know, Indiana could go and screw up. So I wouldn't uh, have a whole lot of faith in the Hoosiers right now. So especially on the road. I mean, how do, how do they get excited for this game? I mean, we're going to, you know, Western Kentucky. I mean, yay. So, yeah. Yeah. Just, just not a game I'd, I'd put much action on. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't trust Indiana yet. So I definitely would avoid this game. 
And your point, I mean, your Western Kentucky is uh, hanging around in this game or even gets ahead of them. I imagine this is a big deal having a, a power five Big Ten team in town. So I'm sure that they're going to have a, a pretty good crowd there in Western Kentucky. And so um, it's definitely a, a game that Indiana has to pay attention to. Uh, Rob, um, you, know, you have strong feelings one way or the other here, avoiding this one. What do you think? Oh, man. I'll take I, that as an avoid. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think Indiana <laughs> does bounce back against Western Kentucky. Um, you know, you said it was interesting that they were going, you know, Western Kentucky does get almost 18,000 fans per game, you know, in attendance there. So I think, it's, I think they're really competing against Indiana in that, you know, um, yeah, I think uh, Assembly but... Hall in Indiana holds about seventeen thousand. So <laughs> I yeah. think they're I think they're like biology one hundred and one class has about like fifteen thousand in it, right, for uh, your freshman year. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I I don't really have a whole lot of feelings on this. Um, I I don't I don't really know anything about um, Western Kentucky whatsoever. Um, they have a great know, mascot. I, I, was, they, I was and they do play at a Houchins Industries LT Smith Stadium at Jimmy Feeks Field. So there you go. You got that going for him. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I've never actually been physically been to Kentucky, um, maybe outside of going to like the Kentucky Derby one day on, as a bucket list item. Um, I don't think I will ever go to Kentucky. Um, Rob, is this how you determine how you I, bet games? Because it is, um, it is. But you I know just, what, Dave? I'm successful at it. Okay. Still, it's extraordinary. Yeah, it's it, nice is, it is. I, think Indiana, there, I sure. do think Indiana covers the minus nine, uh, you know, the, 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 the nine on the spread. I think they All win right. by two scores. Um, you know, the over under 64, that's that's a lot of scoring for, for them. I mean, West Kentucky does average over 500 yards of offense and 47 points a game. Yeah. Um, so Close who knows what could happen? I mean, we've seen crazier things this season already, right? So I mean, I'm gonna avoid this one. All right, let's uh, let's move on to finally. Did I, did I get out all the Big Ten games, guys? Right? No, I think you're missing one. I Nebraska versus Michigan oh, State. You're right. I was gonna say Penn State, Villanova, but there won't be a line on that. So oh, that's a good call. It's a good call. I am missing the Penn State, Villanova. Lines probably around that Ohio State 49 and a half versus you know, Akron. It's not even on our board here. That's no, that's how no. like that game is. I didn't even realize that. I, I thought maybe if you look under your local high school scores or something, you'll find that because Penn State's basically playing. This is how I missed Rutgers last week because they were playing Delaware. There you so go. There is, is not a lot of go to there may Delaware. be a line uh right uh maybe Friday here or Saturday morning. You might find one for Penn State, maybe some of the offshore books may have that but most of the uh, onshore um, sports books would not have a line until very late they don't like to put up um, those lines there's just just a lot of risk there for them um, I'd imagine that um, Penn State would win that one handily uh, so let's let's not worry too much about that one so uh, anything else besides Nebraska Michigan State I'm hearing none so let's move <laughs> on to uh, the Huskers versus the Spartans uh, in East Lansing, uh, you know, Honky shared uh, our East Lansing story and the, the hotel situation. If you've not listened to the Redcast this week, it's a great story. It's uh, one of the uh, opening segments, and um, I'm, I'm glad I'm not staying at that Days Inn in Lansing uh, ever again. And uh, But I'm sure there will be plenty of Husker fans there, even though Mel Tucker is uh, trying to keep us out. He, he was the coach of Colorado when – uh, Nebraska invaded Boulder. And, yeah, he knows we, better. 
yeah, uh, trying to keep um, Nebraska's ticket allotment of 2,500 to be just that. We all know that that's actually just inviting Nebraska fans to try to get up there. Um, so we'll I think see. it's just a marketing ploy by the you know Spartan staff. So they sell do want to sell tickets. Yep. That's for certain. Um, and so uh, Michigan State coming off a big win. They went down to Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. And, and took care of uh, the, the ranked, at that time, ranked Hurricanes. Now the Spartans are ranked themselves at 20th. Uh, that's with wins versus Northwestern, Miami, and Youngstown State. Uh, spread is now at five. It opened at three or three and a half, right, Boomer? Correct, yeah, about three is where I saw it open. You could get three or three and a half in most openings, yeah. but yeah, it's moved yeah. to five. And I think at some point I had got all the way up to five and a half. It's come back down a little bit. Over-unders at a pretty manageable 52 here, really. Um, You know, in the the sports betting world, sometimes you see lines that they'll say they stink. You know, like something's rotten in Denmark. I think like last week, uh, the Virginia Tech-West Virginia game, I should have known better on. I I was like, I'm going to take the Hokies here because I think the wrong team is favored. But sometimes Vegas knows something, right? And and sure enough, West Virginia won that game. It was close, but they they, they won by six. Uh, here's a game where uh, I think I've read somewhere that 84% of the betting public is putting money on the Spartans. That's why the line has moved. Um, but they're a ranked team coming off a, a team that's uh, facing a team that's two and two and has lost to Illinois. And they were only favored by three, which, you know, means that at a neutral site, this would be a pick or maybe even Nebraska being favored. Um, so I don't know. I think if uh, some of the sharps come on on this, I see this number maybe coming back down a little bit more, but um, it, it seems like this is actually a kind of an appeasing spread to me at that five to six range. What are you guys thinking? Boomer. Yeah, again, I don't bet Nebraska games. Just too, too emotionally involved. Um, I again, yeah, I just wish I had a good read on either team. Yet, I, this I think this game determines how you view these teams for the rest of the season. That's you know, fair. both have had things that look good about them. Uh, you know, both have had some questions here and there. You know, how good have the teams Michigan State have played? You know, what is Nebraska the team that plays Oklahoma close? The team that loses to Illinois? You know, it still kind of up in the air there. So, yeah, you you might be right, Dave. You know, I think, you know, plus five, you might consider Nebraska because, you know, heck, you could lose by three and you still win, you know, so take it for what it is at that point. So that might be the play to go, I think, if you're going to go that way. So, yeah, I, I could see this coming down to a close kind of game. It's one of those things where uh, I don't want to discredit Michigan State at all here. I want to be clear because I'm sure there's plenty of Spartan fans listening to the Go Big Betcast. We're big in um, East Lansing, Dave. So. I'm, I'm a Mel Tucker fan. I, I You can go back and listen to me on record on previous shows. I, I, I think he's a pretty darn good coach. I thought he was a good coach at CU and had them going in the right direction in just one year. Um, I think he'll have Michigan State going in the right direction and he's already you know, putting a, a team together with a lot of transfers and some of the former coaching staff's uh, players and, and, and already putting a very competitive product out there. Uh, Kenneth Walker uh, is the running back, um, looked, has looked great in, in the first three games. Um, a Wake Forest transfer who just seems to be blossoming there in, in the offense. Uh, but they've stuck with uh, Peyton Thorne, quarterback that had been there um, and um, beat out the, a, a transfer from Temple. And so there's a there's a lot to like about Michigan State, 
but there's also it's only three games in right and i just northwestern i think might be really bad and and so i don't know how much to put into that game you beat a Youngstown State team that I think Bo Pelini left in pretty bad shape and is still probably nowhere near being a really highly competitive SCF school. And in Miami, that game is looks like it was a blowout. Uh, 38-17 was the final score. And I think Michigan State played a really good game, but that was a much closer game than what that score indicates. I mean, it was 17-14, uh, to I want to say, going into the fourth. Uh, Miami only got a field goal, but they had two turnovers. Uh, Miami did uh, that gave Michigan State the short field. They they had a 13-yard touchdown drive and a 25-yard touchdown drive in that fourth quarter. So, um, you know, I mean, look, if Nebraska turns the ball over like that, I think Michigan State's going to win the game. And we got to take care of the ball like we did pretty much versus Oklahoma last week. Uh, hopefully keep the penalties even below the eight for 80 that we had. And then, then you just, you know, let it play out. Right. Because I think Michigan state is a pretty good team. Uh, but I think Nebraska can be a pretty good team if they can play, play clean enough to um, get this game deep into the fourth again. Uh, Rob, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that Nebraska is something like what nine and two overall against Michigan state in the history of the program. Um, what was the last top 25 yet yeah, top 10 team that Nebraska beat? Like Michigan state in Lincoln. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I know you were there. I was at the giggling grizzly in downtown Denver watching the game. Yeah. I think I was texting you from there while the game was going on. And I might've even been watching the game with, uh, with Katie at the time too. So, uh, no, no, she no, was, was she around. was with you. Okay. Okay. I had that. I have a really bad memory. I used to drink a lot. So you know, <laughs> things happen. Um, but I, I mean, all joking aside, I, I think that this is a, um, a game that Nebraska coming off of a very inspirational loss, we'll call it against Oklahoma. I do think in a lot of ways, Nebraska was able to find themselves on offense and defense in that game. Um, you know, even though the final score, they only had 16 points in the game. Oklahoma was it's the number three team in the country. So let's not forget that. Like, I mean, this is, you know, and, and that was just a great football game. There was, I mean, was there some disappointing things out of it? Sure. But one thing Nebraska showed me is that like, they're giving me the one thing that I hate most about them and that's hope. And I think going into this game in East Lansing, it's a night game, right? It's a 6 PM start here in Colorado. Um, it's, it's going to be a hell of a game and I am going to take Nebraska in every way in this game. All right. No, I, I think that that's, that's what I want to think. Momentum. Right? Well, Michigan right. state has momentum too, right though, Boomer. And, and that's a, a big factor. So thou shalt not just... worship false idols, Dave. Well, uh, let me ask you this boomer as uh, like from a, uh, how are you going to attack that Spartan defense? It seems like they're pretty pretty good with run D. I don't know if they've really been challenged that much, but I did see Miami had 388 yards of passing offense in that game, and I think uh, D.R. King went 38 of 59. So he was averaging about 10 yards a completion, um, which sounds similar to what Adrian can do. Um, I don't know. Maybe Nebraska goes the air a little bit sooner than, than expected, opens it up a little bit, and then – 
then goes back onto the ground. But uh, it seems like that Miami or the Michigan State secondary, excuse me, seems a little bit vulnerable. And if you can um, peck away enough, you open up the the inside running lanes and see where you go. Yeah, and it, it's like I said in the Redcast, I think the big thing in this game is can Nebraska get off to a faster start than they have and actually get a lead early in a game, you know, mm-hmm. where we really never have against the the Power 5 teams and, you know, even started kind of slow against Buffalo and stuff. So, yeah, get get that early lead and put the pressure on Michigan State and then see what happens. So I think it's the, yeah, what you hope for. And, yeah, hopefully if that, that passing holds up and that our old line plays well enough to, to give Adrian a little time to get those passes there and doesn't get crushed because uh, King against Miami kind of – he looked shaky there for a minute. They actually almost, you know, knocked him out of the game briefly. He had to leave yeah. the game for – As a for, shoulder his shoulder looked at. Yeah, so, you know, just Martinez can't take as many sacks as like he did against – Oklahoma what did he end up with four or five sacks in that game I think I mean yeah he's he can escape a lot of things but you just don't want to get hit that many times a game or you're risking something something happens you know whether it's an injury or turnover or something so got to keep that protection up and keep those sacks down and see what happens to your point on that one Boomer um, Thorne for Michigan State uh, has not thrown an interception he's got nine touchdowns zero interceptions Um, and so that's something we can we get that first interception on him. He's a relatively young quarterback, only a few games into his career. Can you rattle him? And yeah. then I think he's the, the highest quarterback efficiency in the conference at the moment is Thorne. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's number one on that. So yeah, he, he hasn't had to do too much. He's just been able to, you know, kind of make the plays they want to when they want to, because they can establish that run so well. So then it sets up yeah. so many things for him. So. And then it's, then it's the sacks, right? I mean, he did get hit a few times versus Miami, but I think you get after him. So if you can get a sack and an INT on that guy, that would help a lot. And then then the question is, can we tackle Kenneth Walker, who's very slippery and elusive? Um, it just, just he's a, looks like a, a complete back. It will really be interesting how well we can, can uh, D up against him and see where we go. So here's an interesting one, too, is the Nebraska's offense right now is actually ranked 36 overall in college football right in and uh yards yes in uh, in total yards yes sure you know um but they're also 53rd in passing they're 54th in rushing and the spartans defense is you know 143rd overall with 193rd in passing and 80th in rushing okay like you were saying so it's like these are numbers where you start to look at this type of matchup and then, you know, on the other hand, too, Nebraska's defense, you know, is looks like it's almost in a lot of ways outside of the rushing, you know, is mm-hmm. is one of the the, you know, it says they're 110th in the in the nation. But I mean, still, it's you got to look at like who they've been playing, what they've been, you know, everything along those lines. It's going to be an interesting like that. I mean, and I hate to sound cliche. I think that's boomer sing, like I said, but it, it is going to be a game that's decided in the trenches. I think that Nebraska's defense, um, you know, can they stop the run is going to be the key thing here. I think, you know, Michigan state is averaging almost 270 yards per, per game in the, in the run or something like that. Maybe it's 260, but yeah. six, I think they're all averaging almost seven yards of carry rushing all right and they're not going to do that against nebraska straight up i will say if they that do right we're now. in trouble if they do we're in trouble i'm going to say that they you know i if we can hold them to around you know somewhere around four yards per rush in this game we're going to take away a huge part of their offense overall right and you know and from there what do they do you know maybe they'll look at us and say wow they really lined up in a weird front 
you know? <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. All right, guys. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a good game. I mean, looking forward to an evening game for a change and um, hopefully uh, Nebraska fans show up well and can celebrate uh, another victory over the Spartans. I'll be breaking out a fresh bag of peas for this one. All right. All right. Um, all right. Let's go to best bets and, and, and get out of here. Uh, who wants to go first? Who's got one that they really want to get out? I'll go first. How about that? You guys can collect your there thoughts. There we go. A um, couple of games out there that uh, you, I think I'm just going to start betting on principle. Uh, first one here is always go against the UConn Huskies. I do not believe UConn wants to be playing football any longer whatsoever i don't know if they even have a coaching staff uh and i think wyoming is a pretty darn good uh mountain west team even going out to uh stores uh i've already bet this game wyoming at 29 and a half well i think they can cover that with ease because i just don't think uconn will even barely put up a a, a threat to them I'm going to, I got my two for one this week right here. All right. Um, I've been really high on Duke this year and I've also been riding the Kansas wave still coming over from last year. Um, Kansas sucks. They did win a game this year. I give them that, but they still didn't even cover the spread. I don't think in that game either. They, or they, you know, or the over or under or whatever it was like, um, but Duke is playing Kansas. In, at Duke this year or this this uh, week and right now you can buy it somewhere around like 15 and a half 16 take Duke the entire way uh, just keep going put that's your money it, that's put it, your money at Duke on. yeah it's at Duke so that yeah. seems like a really low number to be honest with you it, it does it does and last week I said the same thing about Duke like there's you know Duke is gonna win this game and sure enough they did and I'm really liking Duke right now. Duke is my Nevada for 2021. Nevada in 2020 was a team that I rode forever. And uh, Duke is my Nevada in 2021. So, so Duke beat Northwestern last week too. To they did. Point. Yes. All right. All right. Boomer, what do you got? Yeah, I decided we need to win a little money back this week. So we threw together a little parlay here. So uh, on the money line, why don't you give me Liberty over Syracuse, uh, App State over Marshall. Uh, Missouri over Boston College, that gives you uh, $10, gets you uh, $24.63 uh, parlay payout. And if you're feeling particularly saucy, throw a TCU over SMU on that and kick that up to $34.38 for your 10 bucks. So, all right. All right. Or a 240 to 340 on a $100 bet. Yeah, if you like to do that. Right. Yeah, just, uh, just keep it small here for our, for our beginning gamblers. So That's right. That's right. Well, you know, that Liberty Syracuse game, I mean, I, I listened to a lot of stuff and boy, I've heard predictions across the board on that one. So I'm just going to avoid that one because I've heard good reasons why I think Liberty who beat Syracuse by 17 last year should do the exact same thing at home. Um, because they have the, they have the best player in the field with Malik Willis by far. Um, but Syracuse is actually better this year than expected. I don't know if Dino Babers is going to save his job or not, but Syracuse isn't horrible. And so it, that's really a, an interesting one. I just, I just, don't know if I trust it, but I think what's most impressive here, Dave, is your knowledge of Liberty and Syracuse football. That's uh, thank to you. Me is thank you. Like holy cow! Like I, hold on, wake me up. Okay, there we go. Um, well, let's see if you, you've heard this team before, uh, Rob. I'm gonna take uh, Alabama to cover the first half spread at minus twenty eight. What do you think? I'm, I'm not gonna lie, Dave. Um, there's been a couple times where you have brought that up and 
it's like last minute for me before the games are starting, right? It's like, hey guys, get your bets in. The games are about to start. And last week, <laughs> okay, they covered again, right? They covered the first yeah. half. I think it was like 16 and a half or something. And they covered it by 11 and a half, I think. Was it a lot? Whatever it was, I screwed up. And I, I was only going to put $5 on it to have a good time. And I ended up cleaning out my account. I think I put, I hit 50 on there and did it. And then I was like, oh God. So then I ended up watching way more Alabama football than I wanted to watch because I was freaking out thinking like, my God, what's going to happen? And of course they covered it and everything was fine. I think That's I right. brought back like 90 something dollars or something total payout or something like that. But it was pretty funny because I didn't mean to, I accidentally hit the $50 one instead of the five. And, um, that's what I get. So it was really exciting. And I, I am probably going to keep riding that wave with you as well. That is the luck of Rob right there. All right. All right, Rob, what else you got? You have any other games in your, your docket? You know, I'll be honest. I've, I've had a lot more on my mind this week than that. So um, I've only looked at probably a handful of games. Not really. Most of the stuff I focused on was, was big 10. Um, I'm really excited to watch this Nebraska Michigan state game and, um, I'll just be watching a ton more college football throughout the day, uh, maybe making some in-game bets, things like that. Um, maybe just kind of looking at a few things and, and going on from there. All right. Well, I got a couple of suggestions for you then, Rob. I, I've, I've done a little bit more research uh, and um, a couple other games that I do like. Um, again, kind of on, on principle, another team that I don't think is really there this year is Old Dominion. And uh, Buffalo, a team that we know well, it, and a team that only lost to Coastal Carolina last week by three, is only favored by 13 and a half versus Old Dominion. Uh, so you can get that under two touchdowns. So um, if you think Buffalo is um, going to bounce back and, and get a win here, uh, I, I mean, I, I think that's actually a pretty darn easy bet. Um, and then another one is that uh, Minnesota uh, beating Colorado last week. Uh, Skip uh, brought it to our attention that like, look, I mean, Colorado's uh, quarterback situation is not good. They don't have really any sort of passing game. So you can load the box on the buffs and then they suddenly don't have any running game. And that's a recipe for disaster. They just didn't do anything versus Minnesota. They're playing Arizona state this week. Arizona state's probably as good, if not a better of a team than Minnesota. Um, and they're only uh, laying 13 and a half. So again, you can get that for under two touchdowns. I just don't know how, how Colorado is going to score more than, I don't know, seven or 10 points, something like that. So I feel like that's, that's another, another one that you got some, some money you could win on. That's fair. I, I also wanted to point out too, I think that this week marked the 25 year anniversary of the Arizona state win over number one, Nebraska as well. So thanks Rob. Thanks. You any puppies you want to kick over there while you're at it, Rob? <laughs> that was a horrible like memory. Walking down the street my, 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 my best friend, best man in my wedding uh, is an Arizona State alum. I don't want to hear he it. He likes to remind me every single year um, about that game because it's. I think that's the only time Arizona State ever won a meaningful game. So <laughs> That's not true. They beat Nebraska in the 1975 uh Fiesta Bowl, 76 Fiesta Bowl uh, with Frank Cush, and they went undefeated that year, even though they weren't yet in the Pac-10. So they didn't have any respect and uh, did not win any sort of title off of that. I was one in 1975, Dave. Yep. Well, it's still a Nebraska game, so it's impactful. 
Uh, we tend to make programs, you know, Florida State and Arizona State both pretty much claim victories over us change the course uh, directory of their entire program. So, And what yeah, uh, conference was Arizona State in back then, Dave? That would have been the old WAC. I yeah, very guess. good. All right. Nice. Yeah. The WAC was good at that point, it felt like. You know, you had both Arizonas included in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And before that, it might have been the old, like, was that Skyline Conference when, when Texas Tech hadn't gone over to the Southwest yet? Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Good stuff. One other game I'll throw out that's uh, attempting to me is uh, North Carolina at 12 and a half over Georgia Tech. Uh, I feel like this is a kind of a hangover effect with Georgia Tech uh, being close with Clemson last week, but Clemson just looks awful. And that game was really weird because it had a couple different lightning uh, delays and whatnot. And I think North Carolina is starting to put things together offensively. I could see uh, them covering 12 and a half actually relatively easy on that one. So they're looking like a playoff team yet, Dave. I don't know. They might by the end of the year. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see Brett, if Brett's here. Brett sure still hope so. And <laughs> deliver that. <laughs> Sorry, Brett. That's all right. That's all right. All right, guys. Well, uh, many happy uh, bets out there. Hopefully we win some money. Hopefully our listeners uh, hit a few themselves. Uh, for now, let's call that a Go Big Betcast. Go Big Red. A Huda Media Production.